Everybody wants to be successful, and yet we all have different ideas of what that is. Finding success is the journey we embark upon to go and get what's ours. We are willing to travel down within to find our greatness buried deep inside of us. Questioning society's views and flipping the script, putting our own stamp on life. We're here because our future is within our control. Finding success is how we grab hold of what is possible. The relentless pursuit of success starts here. We are finding success and we're here to break that, break that monotony of your life and help you find your own version of success. So welcome back to another episode of the podcast. With me, Alex. And me, Adam. Adam, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, man. How was your week, man? Good. Been traveling. Been uh, busy as hell, but uh, yeah, it's been a good week, really. Not much work done and progress towards wealth, wealth creation, etc. But it's it's been a good week. Yourself? Happens. Yeah, it's been all right, man. Not too bad. Reading the Ultima book at the moment. Oh. So we're getting into the involved that. Involved in that. Um, the biggest book of all. Intelligent investor. Oh. Girthy girl. Girth on a. Fifty pages in, but she's like I said, it's a hard read. So, so hard. It's gonna. I'm gonna go back to the start and read it through once I've done it again. But just to pick out the numbers, I'm literally just reading it through and just sort of putting my dots on pages, picking the ones I want to reread again, and then nice. go through it. What about you? What you what you listen to at the moment? I'm still on to? Cash Flow Quadrant. Nice. Um, not been the best at reading recently. I've been an idiot basically terrible excuse but um yeah i've not been very on it so but no, we're getting through it still reading still i'm on into audiobooks a minute i'm um when i can yeah i've got an audiobook in um and i am on i forget his name now how to win friends and influence people what's it carnegie nice dale carnegie and it's actually a really good book good it is um, i read that last year yeah good really book. good and i've been using them at this new place of work and it just it does it works mega isn't it? yeah it's, mega. it's unbelievable how how accurate uh, more people need to read it it sounds like a really self-help desperate book yeah, but yeah, actually it it's, it's it's obvious things that you just should do and it works it, yeah. our human nature it just works it and it just goes over what you already know but just yeah. enforces it a bit doesn't it exactly and you, you put it into practice and you will know straight away on my word yeah it's worth reading yeah, 100% definitely. recommend it so today we've got the dread episode I've done my Q&A episode 18 link below Butson's is been ever waiting, ever outstanding until today. Um, we're going to do it. It's going to be short and sweet. We're not going to go into too much depth, but we're going to get going. So, Butson. Yes. Born. What year? Born 1995. Nice. Where? In Hinchinbrook Hospital, I believe. Huntington. Nice one, brother. <laughs> um, cool. Nice one, brother. And obviously, mum and dad, happily married. Yep. Still yep. together. Mega. Love which it. is unbelievable. It 26 is. years later. Yeah, yeah, they've married a few years before I was born, before my sister was born. Yeah, very. I, I believe very happily married. Um, you never know. Talk <laughs> about your uh, talk about your childhood a bit. You know, sort of, where did you grow up? Uh, grew up in a little village, um, which was to be, looking back was mega. Uh, I really enjoyed looking back. I had, I think, I had a really good childhood. Nice. Um, I have no real complaints. Parents were quite strict, but s- still really good. I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, had I, I managed. I was able to have a bike when I was a kid, so I could cycle up and down the village. Yeah, nice. Go, you cycle to your friend's house. You knock on the door. Oh, you coming to the park? Yeah, let's go to the park. Let's cycle to the park. Was it like a small village or was it quite big? Yeah, uh, it was. It's a small village, but it was quite a long one. So there was only one main road when I was growing up. There was only one main road, um, and then a little estate near the school that we were, all went to. Nice. Um, 
and that's where you'd hang out near the in the estate and school. There's a little park in the centre, and you just go and cycle there. But I was at one end of the village. I'd cycle, collect one of my mates. He'd cycle, collect another one on the way there, and then we'd just go and hang out in the park. And yeah, nice. It, and if we do, it. and there was a cool little track at my end of the village that was near a river. Also beautiful. Uh, yeah, it was just mega. Really, you just ride your bike up and down the track and just have fun. You didn't have to worry too much. About yeah, yeah. And if it was good. Did you stay at that house for the the whole of your shoulder? Yeah, Never yeah. moved around. Yeah. Wow, awesome. And what about the school? Obviously, because we all know in the UK we have two or three schools or two tier, three tier system. Yeah, yeah. So we have primary school, um, of which I don't have much memory to be honest. Um, but it was school. I don't know if I enjoyed it or hated it. Yeah, it was, can't remember. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I got a terrible memory. And then uh, secondary school didn't really enjoy it. Um, didn't really enjoy school. Didn't really want to be there at all. I did enjoy engineering. Nice. And the woodwork classes. They were really cool. I did really enjoy that. Um, but that was about it. Yeah, yeah. Really what about know. hobbies? Do you have any hobbies growing up as a kid? Sports. Yeah? Yeah, sports from a very early age. So I remember playing football very young. I think I was playing football back in primary school days. Nice. Um, and that grew into cricket as well. Uh, badminton. Um, what other things? Played American football for a little while. That was really cool. Just, yeah, just yeah, loads and loads of sports. Yeah, and I loved play. it. Yeah. Good on you. So, when did it all... We won't go into your career, but when did it all decide that you found what you wanted to do as in your day-to-day job? When did you sort of decide how you're going to gonna do what you want to do or what, what you're doing okay. now? What, my trade? Yeah, your trade, yeah. Um, this was an interesting one. I uh, I didn't really know properly. Obviously, I wasn't doing very good at school. I didn't really... I remember going to school to get the... Uh, yeah, not SATs, yeah, GCSE, GCSE results. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's getting their envelopes and opening them there and then at school. I was like, mum, I'm not opening it here. Yeah, I was We're the same. Home. Yeah, I was the same. I know, I'm just not, no one needs to know. All right. Uh, this is going to be a huge disappointment. Just just let me do it at home. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this here. Um, so I didn't really know what I was going to do. And it, I, th- I was fairly set on going to college. Okay. Because I didn't want to, I was never going to do A-levels. I couldn't no, no, stand no. school. I didn't want to yeah. stay there any longer. Well, the same as I wanted to get out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, nice. Um, and that summer, or that, yeah, that summer I did work experience at this garage. And I loved it. It was, a land, it was my neighbor's garage it was like a land Rover specialist and uh i did some work there and i really really enjoyed it it was mega yeah mega getting filthy on taking some land rovers apart i just thought right, i'm gonna do something like that yeah nice um and then he left he sold up and went to australia so um i couldn't go and work there or anything so i had to, i went to college started doing i thought i thought it'd be cool ah uh, he he was into motorsport that was it. Okay. he was in formula one i remember going around and he had a formula one race on i was like oh that's cool my sister did a few pit stops and like, oh, you should, you know, that's quite cool isn't it yeah that's mega awesome um, for some reason I was like oh, I'll give a motorsport a go not thinking I'd ever do that sort of thing yeah yeah but because I didn't know much about motorsport to yeah. be honest I didn't know someone said to be able to get onto this college motorsport college course I had to do a a uh, I don't know what would you call it just a, a brief uh, summary of what the latest Grand Prix was okay and I was like what's a Grand Prix <laughs> <laughs> what's a Grand Prix is that a thing Oh, so I searched Grand Prix and it, I, I assumed he meant, because you can get MotoGP as well. Yeah, yeah. I assumed he meant Formula 1. So I did the Formula 1 one. And it was terrible. It was like, the cars went round and round. <laughs> this guy won. <laughs> this guy didn't. I, did, I can't remember it totally, but it was bad. And they wouldn't let me on the, the motorsport course. They put me on the motor vehicle course. So again, first step back, couldn't really get to where I wanted to. Yeah. Anyway, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I learned the very basics of being a mechanic. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I actually, I'm very grateful for that, going into that course. Because the knowledge I then had going into the next course, I was set and... Worlds like, apart. Yeah, yeah exactly. Far so ahead. we did 
did the, the next course up and really enjoyed it. Um, flukily got a job as a cleaner, like a valetor, a, a local industry in motorsport and just, yeah, just, I went on from there, pushed on, nice. didn't yeah, stop. Yeah. Slowly learned about motorsport yeah, because yeah. I didn't really know that much. My no, family aren't massively no, no. into motorsport. Uh, you know, occasionally, I remember as a kid, it would be on, like a race would be on, on the weekend if I'd put it on, if I'd found it, like after yeah, just, hearing about it. Yeah. But I'd fall asleep during it. During yes. the, and this is the race, the Formula One race. I don't know about any other race at this point. I didn't know there were junior categories or Whatever. touring cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's about it. Just make a little lesson though, because like you said, at the time you were fixed on this one journey. You were fixed on doing that one thing, and you had a setback straight away because you couldn't get into the course that you wanted to. So you didn't actually just go, "Wow, well, this. I'm going to go and do something else. I'm going to go and you know." be a chippy or mm. you know be a, a sparky or whatever and they're by the way they're carpenter or electrician <laughs> so you weren't you weren't just going to do that you're going to go and do something else something that you really I'd wanted to do and you pursued that career you found that if you couldn't do that way you just do it another way yeah, you just yeah. Found another journey i just i knew i wanted to do something to do with cars because i thought yeah. they were cool i just want to learn more and more and more which is probably the best mindset to have at that point yeah definitely i wanted to learn and so there's a bit of a gap here yeah. Because that career that you had obviously took you many places around the world and so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah. And uh, you never really had the idea of becoming who you want to become today until a few years ago. It was very recent. In Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it was only... I think our first conversations about it were in 2019, Yeah, I believe. And then through 2020, we started to act on it. Um, yeah. yeah, we did. Because I... I yeah, I slowly, in 19, I slowly started thinking to myself, this can't be it. Yeah. I'm getting close to the cap of my industry, like income-wise. Or not close, but I was well over halfway. Yeah. So I knew <laughs> there's got to be more to it than this. Um, I just wanted to start, I wanted more and more out of out of life. I didn't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. I knew uh, because of seeing people in their 60s, 70s doing exactly what I was Still doing. doing it, yeah. And they've been doing their whole life. I was like, that's not what I want to be. I did not want to be that person. And some of them really enjoy it. Some of them were done in and hated it. Yeah. And I didn't want to be the guy hating it. They were there just for the retirement, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. And I knew I couldn't do that. So yeah, you you put me on to, who's now our mentor in a way. And yeah. Um, yeah, started the journey. Yeah, mega. And so when you first sort of initially thought about it, did you think it was going to be into the investment side of things or did you just want to start a business? <laughs> Like when you thought, when you would look back at that, that seeing those people going, I don't want to do this for a small life at 60, I don't want to be here still. What made you go into that form of, that form of uh, business? As in starting a business or becoming an investor or learning about investing. Like what made you decide on that path? Was there something in your childhood that you decided that wanted you to follow uh, it or? Yeah, so my old man, okay. he had a few businesses in his time and I, I, like to think he's quite a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, yeah, I look up to him in that sort of sense. And um, <laughs> uh, so I think, and he, so I, going back in my childhood, we always were so lucky. We had um, holidays every year. Nice. Um, dad would take us away and he would still work on holiday. Yeah. But, and, in, and I didn't know, it, so he would work on holiday, but I didn't know really what he was doing. I just knew he was at his computer for a little bit. Um, and these were fantastic holidays. In my opinion, um, where did you go? Like France, nice. Spain. You, know, you just drive down and you know just chill for a bit. It was really good. But growing up now, I'm in this world. 
I know having a two week holiday every year is not on impossible. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that stuff. Yeah. I, I know I couldn't do it now. There's not a chance. So he must have been doing all right for himself. And uh, I, I think um, I, wa- I wanted something like that. I want to be able to do that for when I have a family. You know, yeah, I nice. want to be able to take holidays and take them even even further abroad, you know, more exotic places, more even cooler places, get them to experience well. Because I think you you learn quite a lot exploring, uh, traveling. 100%, you know? 100%, yeah, yeah. If you get out of your local village and travel, you... There's a big world out there. It's an amazing world, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Um, and I'd want that for... If I have a family later down the road, I want that for them. Um, and I know I couldn't do that doing this role, doing yeah. this job. Yeah, Not a chance. Uh, so I knew I needed to go down that route of... Oh, I don't think at that point it was investing. Uh, I think that was just something that I knew... Down, I learned down the road. Yeah. Down when I started the thing, started the journey, I knew that needed to be a, a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Uh, just like businesses, another piece of a puzzle. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's mega. So, what about? How did you stumble across investing? Because we, well, I know they don't yet, but investing is one of your, one of your values. Very, very mm-hmm. high on your values. I, I would say that you're a core investor, like. Investing is what you think about majority of the time. It, yeah. It's quite a big thing, moment. a big part of your life. Yeah, definitely. At the moment, it is is right up there. Um, I just found it fascinating. So I meant to. He's he's sort of started with the basics and saying that is almost a fundamental, just a small amount of uh, investing, not hardcore. Put all your money into no, it. But no, no, yeah. yeah. He'd, and the more and more I'd learn about it, the just the more and more fascinated I got about it. Yeah. And I just wanted to learn and learn, and I still do today. Just want to keep learning about it because the more I learn, the more. Not excited I get about it, but the more interested I am. And uh, yeah, I just like having conversations about it, like yeah, talking maybe. about it and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So that, w- that, didn't, that wasn't always on the cards, but I think learning about successful people or the, the wealthiest people in the world or the people that just live freely, investing for a lot of them is, is a part of their life. Yeah, It might not be their key to life, but it, it's something they do. The, it, yeah, the 20%... The population do it, and they hold the eighty percent of the wealth. You yeah, know? it's, yeah, it's yeah. that key. You you just got to see what. Not many people do it, but I think that's why you should do it anyway. It's like even today, you know, you have business owners out there that don't invest, and they're not stagnant. Maybe their business is growing, but as a person who has personal wealth, their wealth isn't as grown as fast as what it could as do. It could do, yeah, because they're concentrating on that business. They're not concentrating on what they could do investing wise, which is obviously a big part of the game. Yeah, that's um, right. so. You kind of decided that you wanted to start a business mm. or start maybe helping people. Now, we don't really see this as a business. No. Um, but it is a business. We're talking about helping people create a better life for themselves. How did you think about starting to coach? Because um, I know for whether you don't see it as coaching. No. You just see it as holding hold, hold, hold a podcast and talking yeah. to the world. But actually... We are guiding people through their lives. Uh, I don't know. I think it's, I. It's cool to help people. In it. Yeah, it's cool to. It's a great feeling. Teach others what you're learning. Yeah, and I and, and I th- I like to think I'm a prime example of someone who's wasn't really set for this sort of life, but through learning about mindset, learning about how to control yourself, and so on and so forth. Um, I think you can become whoever you want to be. So, or you, you know, you can create whatever you want from your life. And I just want other people to know that as well. Yeah. I want other people that come from just being a mechanic, just being a builder, just being a, a brickie, you know, just 
an very average, average yeah, yeah exactly that you can be you don't think you're stuck there even if you you don't think you're very educated or you don't think you're very smart you can change it you can turn it around completely it's all just mindset for me it's I mindset. Agree. so some of the some of the people we've covered on success stories are the smartest people on earth They're, they've bought up Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Tony Robbins. Yeah, he wasn't. Tony Robbins wasn't necessarily the most smartest person on earth. No. But the other two grew up around a family that was teaching them how to become investors, teaching them how to become a lawyer, or you know, reading books at a young age. People like us have just grown up, grown up on a, a standard, you know, family background that wasn't nothing very special that didn't have any personal things that made us who we are today. We just decided that we want to do more of our life and get more of our life and sort of the platform that we used to do it. Mm. Obviously, I know that you had a big battle, um, not as in with mental health, but as in with your, I wasn't going to say anger side of things, but controlling your emotions. Yes. You had that you, Indeed. when you first sort of, when I first met you, anger, not anger, <clears throat> control, emotion, emotional control was quite hard for you. Yeah. How did you go about sort of fixating that? Um, that was really tough. I had upset a lot of people around me. So I was known as being quite aggressive at work. I'd, I'd ruined some relationships with colleagues and not beyond repair. I think I could probably repair their relationships now, but it would be very hard work. Um, so, and I knew, I knew I needed to change this. This was the biggest thing for me. I knew I needed to become a, just a better person. Yeah. Uh, so I looked at, and I started not researching, but it was a part of the journey. It was like my biggest thing I wanted to learn first the mindset, the foundation was the mindset. Uh, so I just started listening to podcasts, reading books. And it was mainly about sports people to begin with. Nice. Because I've come from that sporting background, football, cricket, badminton. It, it, it just, it, I clicked with them a bit better, yeah. I guess. Um, and all of the skills are transferable between sports and just your everyday life, the yeah. mindset principles. And I started learning that and I started learning just how to control it and how having emotional intelligence was, is really powerful. It, uh, by far one of the biggest tools in this yeah. world if you can by far. if you can keep it cool uh, it's just ah oh, just so much more respect when I now I've worked with people that I can see from my point of view are able to keep it cool it's yeah. like wow fair play to you this is just, I've got a lot of respect for you you're well the heat is on but you're not cracking under, under pressure you are just cool as a cucumber and, the, and it was just impressive to watch and I I like to think I'm, I'm getting it I'm, I'm chasing that yeah and, it's a constant battle. You're always fighting. I don't think it's something you just get. Not at all. You'll always be fighting it. Yeah. But if you have the bit, just the, just aware. Yeah. That that's the awareness and understanding that you can be. Exactly. Yeah. Be I a think you, person. you just, as a human, you're just taking another step higher. Emotional control is huge. And I think at the same time as that as well, you found, I mean, I don't know, look from the outside looking in, you found that your emotional control was getting better, but also you found the way, a route through exercise and, un and learning. I think when when we first had that sort of first initial chat about this whole journey, we started running yeah, a yeah, hell yeah. of a lot and yeah. we started working out a hell of a lot. So it became two and two became together, you know. Yeah. It wasn't just you found something that worked, you found something that, that counted it as well, something that you could do to help both things because running is not only a mental challenge, it's, it's a physical challenge as well. So you have to tell yourself that you need to keep going. Physically, you might feel absolutely drained, but mentally, you have to tell yourself that you can do more and be more and lift more and, and push on more spot on I couldn't I was going to bring that up you know I was going to bring up running that track yeah. around beyond work um, yeah I remember having the conversations as well about mindset while we're doing them and just yeah it, it sort of the early days taught me that if you could push through an extra a long run just not quit and ignore the pain ignore 
what you what your mind is telling you saying stop I'm in pain stop I'm in pain when actually yeah. you're not no it's just the you're in a as a excuse me as um David Goggins says you're in a bitch yeah saying stop let's let's take it easy you get control of that and push through it, it it's massive it's hugely powerful for you as well as I during a little period I know you, you hear people say oh I have cold showers because they're they're great for you um I don't think, I don't know if they have any benefits for your body uh, like physically but mentally putting yourself in that same with running exactly same with running doing 5k 10k runs it was uncomfortable for me I'm a I'm a heavy lad yeah, yeah. running is not great for me um, but just having that emotional c- control to push through that pain and same with the culture I was turning that knob to cold and taking it standing there and going this is I can do this it just it builds up a resistance it builds up a resilience resilience yeah. to being uncomfortable and and I, it sounds really cliche. I don't have cold showers, but genuinely it helps in that yeah. in that just the resilience building, the the mindset, the emotional control, the mindset that it puts you in. It's just so much. It's a good place. To be. I always think of it as like for the lifters out there, you probably can't see my hand, but calluses. Callus, yes. When you're lifting bars, when you're lifting weights, you build calluses on your hands because obviously the muscle rubbing on your hand, the metal rubbing on your hands is what builds the calluses and makes your skin harder. And it's exactly the same for running, for lifting, for a mental exercise. It's like building calluses, but on your brain. On your mind, yeah. It, it's just something that you're building a mental strength, a mental, physical, mental, and you know, emotional hardness about your life. You're building that, that part of your brain that you can know how far you can push yourself. You can understand exactly. how far you can go. You can understand how far you need to, or how, how hard you need to push, or how understand, or how to change your journey to understand where you need to go, for instance. Exactly, that's spot on. Calluses on your mind. Like, calluses is just thick skin, isn't it? You know, yeah. Thick, tough skin. And you're just doing that for your mind. You're building a thick mind, a really tough mindset. And you stop worrying about what other people think. When you're at that point, when you're so focused on yourself doing that, yeah. you forget about what other people think. So a load of issues suddenly disappear. Because a lot of everyday issues nowadays, stress and that, yeah. are just opinions of others. Yeah, yeah, great. So, you know, you're just listening to that. And when you're focused on that, on yourself, that building that callous mind, it goes out the window. And it's amazing because I think at the same time as, you, as you're building calluses on your brain, you always worried about what people thought about what shoes were you wearing. Yeah. So your shoe count, outrageous. And that was your little, your little recovery stage. Your, yes. Because I've got nice shoes, people are going to think I'm a good person. Yeah. And so because that's what you thought materialistic item, you bought a load of shoes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me, the shoe buying has ceased. Ceased. It's gone. Pretty much. And it's not because you don't like buying shoes. We all love shoes, or Butson loves shoes more than Do most people shoes. in this, plan- this planet. Do love shoes. But he's not worried about, you're not worried about what people think of you as much. You're just worried about you. Yep. You're not worried about how you perceive yourself. You're just worried about yourself. The journey you're on, it's you versus you, me versus me. It, it's just you making yourself. A bit better every single day. Yeah, yeah, 1%. Kaizen philosophy. Just that little, that little step goes a big way, you know. 365 days, percent a day, it's 365%. Year on year. Big yields, boys and girls. <laughs> big yields. So I want to talk about today then. Obviously, you've said about going for a business or looking into starting a business. You've left, left that mindset, that anger mindset behind. Mm. You're on that growth mindset powerful journey business growth journey wealth creation journey that you're currently on is there a rush for you to reach it 
No. Perfect. Not for me. It's it's this again sounds really cliche. It's the journey. It's it's enjoying Yeah. Uh it's enjoying learning more about myself or just teaching myself more, learning stuff every single day. I got my fa- I think I said in another podcast, my favourite quote is you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And I try and just almost live by that. It's it's you just you can learn something from absolutely anybody, it doesn't matter who, it could be the teenager, it could be a eighty year old man. Just you can learn from anybody. And I yeah. try and, and do that and enjoy this wealth creation journey, this hopefully very successful business venture one day, you know, who knows? I just enjoy the journey and just learn from as as much of it as possible. It's an ever learning journey, isn't it? it? Will, it's ever learning. I'll be on it until the day I kick it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And so what about the investor side of things? Obviously we talk about the core values of FS um, because we learned them mm-hmm. and now we're teaching them to others. How is that going for you as well? Stuff like investing and stuff like, you don't have to go into details and cash and stuff, but you know, what are you sort of looking at? What are you picking at? How do you decide on a company, for instance? Uh, so investing is going all right, to be fair. I can't complain. Um, again, I don't look how, at Sorry, quick bloke. How, do you, how did you cope at the moment about the market crashing? Because it's obviously recent. Don't look at it. Mega. Just the the as we said, we, we do this basic form of investing, dollar cost average in the market, every single month, and I genuinely just I just don't look at it. No, I've seen all the headlines and all the it's, it's all going down. It's all the reds in me on me charts, and it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Just because I know I'm not doing it for this month, this next year. I'm, I, it's for <laughs> later on, but yeah, yeah. he's he's. He's not worried about it over there, so there's no need for me to worry about it yeah, right now. Exactly. It's just headlines. I, I like to think as well, a good mindset little hack for me is like 90% of the world's wealth is in the stock market. Yeah. So you can be sure, and, and 90% of the world's wealth, they, they run the world essentially. Yeah. The rich people in the world run the world. So the last thing, like the politicians are all doing insider trading. It's all dirty and corrupt. <laughs> Sorry. <can't> Jesus. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? They, they've got the wealth. They're not going to see yeah. it collapse. So yeah. putting my money with theirs... I'm fairly happy it's going And to what would you say to someone that is panicking about it? How would you say, because we've already stated your journey. You've gone from mindset to business to investing. Yeah. If someone's just gone straight to investing, what would you say to that person if they're panicking about seeing those red dots, those, those red, red minus signs? Go and do some mindset work. Go and, go and just, yeah, go and, go and work on your mindset. Go, well, build a cash cushion. Yeah. First. Do, do all the steps we've mentioned in our, throughout this podcast. But, um, yeah, just almost delete the news apps. Delete the... Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Learn how to cope with it. Think long-term. Don't think short-term. Yeah. Because I think the people that think in short-term are the people that are panicking. The people that yeah. panic and the people that sell. And just as they sell, the next day it climbs 10%. Spot. So you're never, you're never going to know what's going to happen there. Yeah, so you, you, you just got to hold that position. Stick... Yeah, create a plan and stick to it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or follow... Go back to SO1 and listen and you'll learn everything you need to know about that <laughs> and so bringing up to today then okay finishing off rounding it off obviously we'll go too much into what you're doing in uh, your day-to-day job but we're out here we're creating content for people both physically that you can see and listen to um and we're out here helping people on a day-to-day basis how do you feel about it like how does it change does it feel good to know that you know we've recently hit a thousand listens a thousand listeners how does it feel that we've actually changed a thousand people's lives? Oh, really good. It's a, it's it's really good. Um, I think it's really cool what we're doing, and I'm, I think I hope to be doing it for a long time, and just hope to 
help even more people. Yeah. You know, just grow it and grow it and grow it. It's, that's, that's, that's the journey, is it? It's not like we're just, we hit a thousand, let's just stop now. Yeah. Yeah. No. We want to, the next goal is 10 and, and exactly. then 20 and then a million and then so on. It just grows. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's mega. So, have you got a message, final message for the people out there? Put me on the spot. Everyone um, that are listening, everyone that are viewing. A few, few final words. A few final words. I'm not good with words. All I would say is, I'd say mindset is the foundation. Um, so try and learn, work on that a little bit if you can. I, I'd say that's the key. Mindset is the key to anything. If you look at all the business people in the world, they'll have the right mindset. All the greatest investors of the time, they have the right mindset. All right, it's slightly more tuned for what they're doing. Business yeah. mindset, investing mindset, etc. But mindset is the key. So work on that. Amazing. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, links are down below. Thanks for seeing guys. Good old episode. Hope you enjoyed it. See you next week. Success is available for everybody. So why should you sell for less? <laughs>